If you're this close and you have a chance to, I don't know, run up the score a little bit, why would you stop here? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll take the time to check out. There's no safety. There's no strong safety yet in this fold. I say that with all due respect to Carl Joseph, who's a better strong safety than I'll ever be. But he's not it. He's not it. Neither is Trey Norwood. Neither is anyone else in the current fold. And I feel comfortable saying that neither is someone they'd take in the draft. That can't be ruled out. Safeties tend to be a smart lot. And if you bring them in off of a high pick, they're pretty much expected to go out there. But does anybody here really want to see the Steelers invest? I don't know, even their one of their top two picks or three picks in a safety? Eh, not me. Not me. I, I mean, I wouldn't be violently opposed to it. Certainly not if it was second or third round, but first round? Not when I can add an impact wide receiver to the offense, or not when I can add or begin building the future of the defensive line. I don't want a safety up there. What I do want is a free agent. And there's no one anywhere that can convince me that the Steelers don't have the cap space because You know, if they didn't, then why would Mike Tomlin be in touch with Tyran Matthew? Matthew's not going to come cheap. I don't care how much his market gets knocked down, and I don't care how much of what he's putting out on social media about the number of teams pursuing him. He says it's four. I don't care if it's fabricated. All that matters is... From the Pittsburgh perspective, is that the Steelers would be interested and that the player would mutually be interested and that it gets done. This getting done is a really big deal. If it's Matthew, awesome. You'll have two dynamic safeties. They can figure out at some point or other, or, you know, you can have Brian Flores, Terrell Austin, and Mike Tomlin figure it out. But you've got yourself some significant playmakers, elite playmakers at that position. And that will overcome any concerns, I believe, that you'd have at the cornerback position. Although I I like Akella Witherspoon, I trust Cam Sutton, and I think there's at least moderately enough there. The safeties, though... They put you into a different bracket, and that's saying something considering what's up front. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Here's what you can't do, though. You can't go into this season saying, eh, 
We'll hang on to that money and just kind of see how things go. Tried that last year. Didn't exactly work out. Yeah, it was with the offensive line, but it was the same principle. Every once in a while, there's going to be a player in free agency that's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable with how much you spent. And yeah, that's got to apply to the Steelers too. They certainly overcame that long-standing trade of theirs in putting together that offensive line and ponying up big time for James Daniels and to a lesser extent for Mason Cole. And let's not forget all the money that they paid out to keep Chooks Okorafor. All well spent, all well invested. That's exactly where it needed to go. And if they're out, meaning out of money, then they're out. But if they are, I'll ask again, how would they even be in touch with this athlete? Keep trying. Keep knocking at that door. It'll be well worth not only the money that goes into it, but also any and all time slash adjustments that have to be made between now and the next kickoff. Terrell Edmonds, yeah, he's out there too. And I'm on record as being a supporter of his, not just because I kind of like the guy, but also because I kept my eyes open through the 2021 season. And if that sounds a little mean, so be it. There's always a certain segment of a fan base that's more interested in being right than they are in just being open-minded. You know how I know that? Because that's true of like all of civilization. Not just fans, and definitely not just Steelers fans. We all love being right. I love being right. When I'm ripping a guy for, I don't know, even years, somebody that I just really don't like his game or don't like his attitude or whatever, and then they turn it around, believe me, there's a part of me way on the inside that says, man, I can Really not looking forward to looking on social media or looking in the comment sections on our site to see how I'm going to get crushed for this. But then, you know, I get a little rational and say, how's anybody supposed to take uh, your opinion, much less your information, seriously, if you're just purposely not changing your stance because you want to show everybody that you're right. Well, Edmonds did a lot of that this year. Uh, I, I've believed in him from the beginning, and there's ample proof of that. Yeah, I wanted to see the splash too, first-round pick. He turned out he really wasn't that kind of player, but he was a safety. I'm only using the past tense because he's not yet signed, who made... All of the plays, or most all of the plays, when it came to stopping the running game, when it came to supporting Minka, when it came to understanding Minka and what he needs in order to be the best Minka. Did I mention availability? Dude never misses a snap. Tomlin himself praises Terrell more than anything else for his durability. That he plays a physical style, but he's still right back out there with the next snap. When you sign someone to a significant contract, believe you me, that's the first thing you're worried about, is whether or not you're going to get your money's worth in terms of participation. 
good football player. Would not mind having him back. The only thing I'd mind in this scenario is if the Steelers just kind of hem and haw and figure, well, you know, we're going to be kind of loaded up front if if Stefan Tuitt comes back and Tyson Alualu's healthy and we're going to shore up inside linebacker, meaning not just adding Miles Jack, but also getting back uh, theoretically the best version of Devin Bush. And we're going to be all these other things. So we can just kind of eh, on the safety thing. No, no, go get that player. Either one of them. When we come back, just one question. And today's J1Q comes from Steve Wright, who says, DK, as a retired military officer, I unfortunately saw more than one young person taken from us too soon. After the initial shock and grief started to subside, our actions turned toward ensuring that the family was cared for. My question regarding Dwayne Haskins is, does the NFL or the union have any type of survivor benefit or insurance that will care for Dwayne's wife and family? Will his contract be honored by the Steelers partially or in full? And how will it affect the cap? Uh, first off, Steve, thank you for your service. And thank you for this question. I know it's not something that uh, anybody feels comfortable bringing up. But we are in the business here of talking about football, in particular, this team. And this is going to be a dominant issue for a while. The NFL does have long-term benefits packages in its labor agreement with the NFLPA. There's an experience threshold that you have to cross as a player in order to have those be guaranteed for life. I would strongly suspect that that won't be a factor here, that you're going to see the league and the union come together and do right by all concerned. I very much believe the Steelers are going to do the right thing because they're the Steelers and they always do. I know when I say that, there's um, invariably you know a handful of cynics that come at me and bring up this or that or Mike Webster from 40 years ago and whatever, and, and not downplaying or diminishing the Webster matter. But most of that, at least in terms of public perception, is incorrect. The Steelers just flat out weren't aware of Webster's state. And then and there are others, but by and large, when you're talking about the Rooney family, you're talking about doing the right thing. And where the cap is concerned, the cap is a little bit different. If you go back to uh Sean Taylor and his tragic death in 2016, while he was playing for Washington. Washington was forced to carry a $2.48 million cap hit because that was the amount of signing bonus that was in Taylor's contract. Haskins had just recently signed a one-year $2.54 million deal with the Steelers. To my knowledge, none of that was signing bonus. If it was, that wasn't made public. 
So whatever portion of the signing bonus, which again, for a contract that size, you generally don't have that. Signing bonuses are incorporated into big multi-year deals, not one-year terms. So no, I, I don't expect that it'll have any uh, impact on the cap. And I do expect uh, all three of the parties mentioned, the team, the league, and the union to do the right thing. I appreciate the question. And again, I appreciate your service to our country. And we'll do another one of these daily shots of Steelers tomorrow. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.